Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Hold on to your hats for today's reading, folks. Jesus is going to drop the hammer again. This passage has so much significance to it, so much depth to it. I'm excited to get to it. So we're in chapter 12 of Matthew, verses 38 through 42. This is in line with a series of events where the Pharisees have been after Jesus. They want to destroy him. They've accused him of doing miracles and the power of Satan. He's been shooting them down at every turn. And now this, let's look at verse 38. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered him saying, Teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. But he answered them, an evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given it except for the sign of the prophet Jonah. We'll get to Jonah in a second. But Jesus knows that these guys are asking for a sign or a miracle so they can use it against him. They've already taken his casting out of demons and accused him of doing it in the power of Satan instead of by the power of the Spirit, which elicited him to refer to them as blasphemers. So Jesus is on to these guys. It's not like they genuinely want a sign. They genuinely want to see a miracle. We know that Jesus is pretty liberal with his handing out of signs and miracles. He's healed many people that have come to him. And for people who are truly in need and truly have an open heart, Jesus is willing to do this. But for these guys that are trying to trap and accuse him, he's got no time for him. He refers to this generation as evil and adulterous. We're not talking about sexual marital adultery. We're talking about adultery against God. They've been unfaithful to God, and that is what he is accusing them of. Now to this sign of the prophet Jonah, verse 40. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights, in the belly of the great fish. We all know that story from the prophet of Jonah. By the way, three days and three nights. Back in Israel at this time, three days could refer to parts of three days. This is a reference or an allusion to Jesus eventually being dead for three days in the heart of the earth. He died on Friday, which was part of Friday. He was dead all of Saturday, and he rose on Sunday morning, so he was dead for three days, parts of three days. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. This is a prediction of his death before his resurrection. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, someone greater than Jonah is here. Wow, there's a lot here. So what happened is Jonah was called to go preach to Nineveh. You remember the story, he went to Tarsus instead. He was thrown overboard. God sent a big fish to swallow him up, spit him up on dry land. And then Jonah eventually went to Nineveh and preached. And in God's grace and mercy, these outsiders, these Ninevites, they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And Jesus is saying, the men of Nineveh who repented at Jonah's preaching are going to rise up and condemn this generation because you guys, the Pharisees, are not repentant at all. You've dug your heels in. You're accusing me, the son of man, the Messiah, the one who was to come of being empowered by Satan. You don't recognize me for who I am. And these Ninevites, these non-Israelite pagans actually displayed greater faith than you. He tops that off by saying, and something greater than Jonah is here. So Jesus is saying, you think Jonah, you Jewish leaders who are very familiar with that story, you think Jonah's something? Something greater than Jonah's here. That's me. Verse 42, the queen of the south will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, something greater than Solomon is here. So once again, Jesus 
Jesus is likely referring to the Queen of Sheba. This is the home of the Sabaeans in southwest Arabia, and she came to hear the wisdom of Solomon, this pagan queen from an outsider pagan country, not the descendant of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, to whom the one true God had been revealed, but this foreign queen comes to hear the wisdom of Solomon and to pursue the truth of the one true God. Yet you guys, you Pharisees, you want nothing to do with the truth of the one true God because someone greater than Solomon is here, namely me, Jesus, and you have no interest in any of the wisdom that I have to share with you. And instead, you're just trying to trap me and destroy me. So far, Jesus has said greater than statements in three cases. Earlier in chapter 12, verse 6, he said that something greater than the temple is here. He's referring to himself. He's greater than the temple. Right here, he's saying something greater than Jonah is here. Jonah being one of the most well-known prophets in scripture. And then someone greater than Solomon is here. Solomon is the richest and one of the great kings of Israel. So you've got Jesus basically elevating himself to a higher level than one of the best known prophets, one of the best known kings, and elevating himself above the priesthood by saying he's greater than the temple. Folks, these are fighting words. Jesus is not a wimp. Jesus is not going to stand down. You might even think that Jesus is a little cocky here and a little arrogant. And I don't think that's coming through, but he's being very clear about who he is. He's not going to play nice with these guys who are out to get him. And until they do get him, which is all part of God's plan, that's how he ends up on the cross, he's going to make sure that he is explicitly clear about who he is so that the people watching this all unfold can have a true understanding of what God is doing. And so that we, in 2021, as these events and these words are recorded perfectly so that we can know the truth as well. One last thing. Some people want to say that Jonah was an allegory. The whole book was a metaphor, an allegory. It didn't happen historically. If that is your position, you are at odds with Jesus Christ himself who treats Jonah and the big fish as an historical event. The preaching that Jonah did in Nineveh and their repentance as an historical event. You better be careful about treating Jonah as an allegory. And there are quote-unquote Christian seminaries and churches and pastors all over the place doing it when the Savior himself, the God-man, the second person of the Trinity, believes it happened in real time. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at ChristianCrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which airs on stations around the world, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule of year-round events and activities are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference on Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our other ministry partner. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.